0: <laughs> question can you listen to the khutbah of a person of innovation on Friday? It's a question that we posed to more than one of our Mashaykh Sheikh Shaykh Muhammad bin Hadi. Shaykhana Shaykh Rabbi, Shaykhana Shaykh Hassan, Bin Abdul Wahhab. Uh, what some of the brothers have done or do is that they'll come to the the masajid from the masajid of the people of innovation uh, and attend the salah and leave. Then they come at the time of the salah and leave. We asked our mashaykh concerning this practice and our Sheikh said our Mashaykh have said that this practice is not legislated. Uh, and that it is not correct, even with the message of the people of innovation that you delay attending Salatul Jumu'ah. As far as the khutbah itself, then our Sheikh Sheikh Muhammad bin Hadi has mentioned that it is prescribed during the khutbah to correct the khatib that it is permissible to do so during the khutbah. Uh, And so addressing the khatib during the khutbah is not a problem. But as far as abandoning the fadl and the ajr and the reward of attending the Jumu'ah early, the reward that is present in those ahadith sahih al-ma'roofah, then that is not something that is done because of the uh, bad madhab or the evil madhab of the khatib. That's firstly. Secondly, as far as uh, listening to the khutbah, that is, as far as paying attention to the khutbah, then of course, Ikhwan, it doesn't necessarily that a person listens attentively to the khutbah if he knows that uh, the individual is speaking innovation or speaking bid'ah. But our Mashiach, all three of them, have mentioned that this is not a prescribed uh, practice, that one does not delay attending the khutbah because of the innovation that that person may well be upon. But in that is an encouragement to attend the masajid of the people of sunnah, ikhwan. And then this issue wouldn't be worried. This issue wouldn't be an issue. We attend the masajid, particularly for the Jumu'ah, uh, where, of course, it is a- one is able to do so. Uh, they, they attend the masajid of the people of sunnah. And alhamdulillah, in most main cities... We have Masjid of sunnah, masajid upon the sunnah that the person is able to attend uh, rather than attending the masajid of the people of innovation. Allah Ta'ala. <coughs>
1: Bismillah ar-Rahman rahim The question here, she relates to my topic. How do I go about having better manners towards my parents? Because I find myself being bad-mannered towards them automatically. Even though I know they are verses in regards to being good towards the parents. And I first and foremost would say go over the lecture what we mentioned. We mentioned in detail regarding the virtues of the parents. But what I would say (coughs) without going into great detail is that know that it is a command from Allah to be obedient to the parents and good to the parents it is a command from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you heard the nasus that we mentioned in that regard. Also, being disobedient towards them, then that in itself is a sin. And not just any sin, it is from the kibar, from the major sins. So if you have those two principles, you know that it is a command from Allah. Then you humble yourself from Allah, for, or you humble yourself for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What is it? There is an ilal that is maujud, present within yourself. Why are you naturally bad-mannered towards your parents? What is it? There is something that you need to fix. Something is not right. And further, if you're a person that is adhering to the Quran and the Sunnah, that Alhamdulillah, we take everything what the Quran and the Sunnah gives us. And the Quran and the Sunnah it tells us that Alhamdulillah, we should be dutiful towards our parents. And being disobedient to them is from the major sins. And alhamdulillah, know that Alhamdulillah, the pleasure of your parents. Alhamdulillah, that falls into the pressure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then the anger of your parents is also angering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if you know these principles, be idhnillah inshallah, that will aid you bi-idhnillah to remove this mushkilah that you have of bad manners towards your parents. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best.
2: the question here is, can one argue that Muslims are being humiliated due to the lack of knowledge of current technology and advancements in the dunya? The answer to this question is in the statement of Allah <laughs> this ayah Allah he mentions Do they not traverse the earth, travel through the earth and see what was the end of those who came before them They were more severe in strength in power than they, than they are and they tilled the earth, they cultivated the earth and populated it, then they were. So, having strength, having numbers, populating the, the, the world, whether it's agriculture, whether it's creating cities, towns with, 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 with knowledge, with technology, all of this has got no connection to tawfiq from Allah جل, and aid from Allah. And victory from Allah Azza Rather, all of this lies in al-Iman, faith, al-Tawheed, worshiping Allah alone, al-Amal salih righteous deeds, and on top of that, taking the asbab. Prepare whatever you can by way of strength. And the scholars, they derive from this specific verse, when they speak about the worldly knowledge. They use this ayah as an evidence. They say that in this ayah is an, is, is, uh, an indication of taking the asbab, the ways and the means, that help to fulfill this objective of taking the ways and means in which there lies strength. So therefore, you pursue that aim, that knowledge of, in the worldly sense, of matters that pertain to strength, and technology, and so this is this is a branch. It is not the us. It's not the foundation. The foundation is a tawhid wal-iman, wal And in the stories of the prophets themselves is an answer to this very question, because the prophets. If you look at the stories of all of the prophets, and how they were weak, they were few, they were looked down upon. In fact, the leaders of the tribes used to mock the prophets and mock the followers by saying that look, the ones who follow you are the are the fools, the ignorant people, the lowly ones, the uneducated. Yet Allah on account of the, the, the tawheed and iman and the righteous actions, He aided the messengers and aided the, aided the followers of the messengers. So what was the end of those people like Fir'aun? What was the end of those people who had civilizations, power, everything. So the answer to this question is, can one argue that Muslims are being humiliated due to the lack of knowledge of current technology? The answer is no. It is because they are falling into actions for which they are being punished, and you've heard many of those mentioned in the lessons earlier today, of breaking the, ahd with Allah, the, the, the covenant with Allah and His Messenger, worshipping Allah alone, and worshipping Him through what He legislated, rather than innovations and falling into forbidden transactions, and uh, cheating in weights and measures against each other, as a result of which the tyranny of the rulers appears. And all those other things, many of which you've heard today, these are the real reasons for why Muslims are being hum- humiliated. They have abandoned the guidance of Allahu A'lam. Can Brother Amin Adam uh, make his way outside your family's ways to
0: Question. <clears throat> the Muslims at the moment are seen in a very negative light. In such situations, our conversations with the non Muslims always turns into a defense of Islam and freeing it from the Khawarij. What is the correct way of calling to Islam in this day and time? Of course, the co- correct way. Is to defend Islam and to free from the khawarij. <laughs> as the question mentions, the defense of Islam Akhwan, is something that is imperative. We did not, do not in any way, uh, shape or form, become complacent <coughs> as it relates to defending the deen of Allah Azawajal. Uh, neither do we allow the various peer pressures that have arisen in our time to weaken our resolve in the face of defending the Hakim, defending the truth. We understand what Allah Jalla has blessed us with. We understand that they don't understand what it is. We understand that they have a bad image of it. And so we present it in a way uh, that at least brings to the forefront of their minds some uh, uh, or a better understanding of what Allah Jalla has blessed us with. And so we don't shy away. From discussing our deen, rather, we understand this is a responsibility of ours. Uh, the issues, though, that may return back to personal issues that we have, for example, character issues if a person knows that he's quick tempered, then he is observant in relation to his temper, he doesn't allow uh, the aftercough foolish statement that they may make to cause him to become angry. And then you just justify uh exactly you know, you justify the image uh and you in essence by way of your actions uh establish an evidence against the deen of Allah Azawajal when you were in the uh you know, in the middle of trying to defend the deen. So the way that they will respond to that is, Look no, you know, you're saying you're making all these beautiful statements, but look at you. And they'll use that as a greater evidence than any word that you may utter. When the Prophet ﷺ sent, the khawad, uh, sent the Sahaba, when a group of the Sahaba, they made the migration first to Abyssinia. The second migration that occurred had a debate between the Muslim who made the migration and uh, with uh, King Najashi. And king Najashi was a just upright king Uh, and well known for that, the Prophet ﷺ sent sent the companions to him because of that, that he's a king that wrongs no one, no one is wrong in his presence. Uh, He had, and it had reached him, some of the speech that was being made against the believers. And so Ja'far, who was their representative, the representative of the companions, Ja'far, who was their spokesman, decided to defend the deen, and and he, he did so, in a beautiful manner, and he defended it number one from the lies that were uttered against the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and he defended it with the Quran. He defended it with the Quran. He recited the Surah of Maryam uh, and other ayat indicating the true position of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and the fact that what has been ascribed to him was false. And so, in a similar manner, the believer in our time he recites. Some of the ahadith of the Messenger of Allah concerning the khawadij, for example. And he recites some of the ayat from the book of Allah, Azzawajal, wherein Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands us with good dealings with the non Muslim, for example. And so with gathering or making mention of those of those texts, uh, we highlight the fact that Allah Azza has not commanded us with this madness uh, and with this deviance. Rather, Allah Azawajal has commanded us with this from the verses that we recite. Similarly, that we make mention to them the fact that their appearance is one, uh, if we have any knowledge of some of the origins of the appearance of the Khawarij in our time, the Khariji groups, uh, and the influence of Sayyid Qutb upon those groups, and the fact that Sayyid Qutb was more influenced by Stalin uh, and by Leninism and by uh, communism than he was by the Deen of Islam and so it is in actuality non-Muslim concepts non-Muslim ideologies that have influenced this group as opposed to it being Muslim uh, texts uh, or the Prophet ﷺ himself and so we defend the Deen of Allah based Upon And using The text of the kitab and the sunnah uh, In order to disprove The falsehood yeah.
1: We have a question here What can you advise The man who wants to make hijrah But his wife does not Support him in that She does not want to leave England And live in a Muslim country I say Allah musta'an Then I say that if you differ in your affairs then take it back to Allah and His Messenger. If you differ in your affairs and take it back to Allah and the Messenger. If you believe in Allah and the last day. This foundation, it has to be present in a home. Sheikh al-Bani rahimullah and other than him have mentioned regarding the advice to the newlyweds that you have to have a home which is مَبْنِي عَلَى الْكِتَابِ وَالْسُنَّةِ Why? Because every husband and wife, they will differ from time to time. But the beauty, alhamdulillah, we have this criterion, alhamdulillah we go back to Allah, the hukum of Allah, and the hukum of the messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and that will dissolve the problems and the differences that we have, if we believe in Allah, if we believe in the last day. Shaykh Muhammad ibn al-Wahhab, rahimahullah ta'ala, regarding this verse, he said that if individuals take their مشاكل and mushkila back to Allah and His messenger, then you will find that it will get rid of the problem. It will dissolve the problem. Problem will not exist anymore. If they surrender to Allah's law and Allah's hukm. So that's what I say first and foremost. So what does Allah's law and what does the sunnah say regarding him making hijrah? For all of those who have the ability then they should make hijrah. You cannot compare an Islamic land to a non-Muslim land. Shaykh al-Bani used to quote and he used to say that the worst of the Muslim countries is far better than any non-Muslim country. With the virtues that comes with it, the way that individual can practice their religion. And it falls back once again, a protection for yourselves and for your children. And our whole existence here is to worship Allah, and to protect us, ourselves, and save ourselves from the hellfire. And by moving to an Islamic land, it is easier to do that. The Messenger ﷺ, he said, that once an individual embraces and enters into Islam, it forgives him of his previous sins. And likewise the hijrah to an Islamic country. If your hijrah is sincere and for the sake of Allah... Subhanahu wa ta'ala, then your previous sins will be forgiven. And Al Hajj al mabrur likewise. So this is some shawaid, an encouragement. Our deen encourages us to do this. If you have the ability, not everybody will have the ability. But if you have the ability, then one should strive for that. And the husband should aid his wife in that which will bring him closer to or bring her closer to Allah. And the hus- and the wife, she aids her husband in that which will bring them closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There are verses and there are numerous verses and likewise a hadith, about when the angels take the souls of individuals that had the ability to make hijrah and then it will be said to them, was Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's earth, land, earth not spacious enough for you to go and make hijrah? So alhamdulillah our deen encourages this. And as for the wife, alhamdulillah we've mentioned regarding the virtues of hijrah. But even being obedient to the husband, then that is the haq that the husband has over the wife. That the wife, she must be obedient to her husband in all affairs, except if he orders her with haram. So alhamdulillah, time and time again, we mention athar, we mention nasus, and there is a methodology, alhamdulillah, that has been given to us. And it's for us to accept and to believe, and surrender and submit to it. And once we do that, alhamdulillah, you'll find that these differing that we have will be removed. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best.
0: Question here. What if you were working with alcohol and a bit dropped in your mouth by accident? (laughs) Will will you be punished? (laughs) I know I know you 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 share with me uh the uh, the question how does a bit just drop in your mouth? <laughs> it, of all the places for it to drop, it? <laughs> uh, I mean if you truly <laughs> if truly Something did drop in your mouth from it. Then of course, Allah is going to punish you for that, for that, which, is, that which occurred accidentally. <coughs> uh, based upon the statement of Allah Azawajal, رَبَّنَا لَا أَوْ Oh Allah, do not take us to account if we forget or if we make a mistake. And as occurs in the hadith uh, Qudsi in Sahih Muslim, uh, the Prophet mentioned that Allah Azawajal has said laqad That indeed I have done so. That is, I will not take you to account. If uh, you forget or make a mistake. And so uh, there is a number of texts that indicate that the one who makes a mistake or doesn't realize or just didn't know, then they will not be punished or taken into account for that. <coughs> and we're not, we are not going to punish anyone until we send a messenger. So until a person is either A, if he was ignorant until he knows, or B, that he makes a mistake. Uh, and didn't realize, then he's not taken into account for that. But what should be known though is that uh, working with alcohol and servicing this type of shop and this type of evil uh, is not permissible for you. And Allah, the Prophet ﷺ had cursed a number of those involved in making uh, alcohol from mm-hmm. those who pick the grapes, to those who crush the grapes, you know, to those who uh, press it, and other than that. And so the uh, affair of working with alcohol is a problem and To the extent that Prophet prohibited the usage of certain vessels at Duba and other than that Certain vessels because of the fact that Those vessels were in their origin And jahiliyyah were used for making alcohol So even when one uses drinks something halal From those vessels the, Those vessels are prohibited to use Any clay vessels that they used to use That would ferment the alcohol for them and so the affair of working with and servicing That which displeases Allah جل, Is something that is not permissible uh, And as our scholars have mentioned The origin of amal, The origin of work Is that work must revolve around the statement of Allah 'ala wa وَلَا 'ala al That cooperates upon righteousness and taqwa and do not cooperate upon sin and enmity That is likewise the case as it relates to work That one's work should revolve around what falls under the general uh, bracket or the general window of righteousness and taqwa. Uh, And so, of course, each workplace and every individual who works within an establishment knows what his job is and knows whether or not it is something that is condoned by the deen of Allah or not. Uh, but as far as your risk, ikhwan, is concerned, as far as your sustenance is concerned, then make sure that your sustenance is sought in a manner that is jameel. You're going to receive it anyway. It has been written for you. There is not one of you except that your sustenance is written for you. And you're going to receive it anyway, regardless. And the Prophet he said, That you should be beautiful in your means of seeking the dunya. That is, follow means that are permissible. Follow means that are halal. When you seek your your risk and your sustenance. Because you're going to receive. And it's going to be easy for you to receive from the dunya what has been written for you. Your sustenance has been written. And your work or your embarking upon certain types of work. is not going to change what has already been written from your sustenance. So be good in your means of seeking the dunya. And perhaps if one will make that the last question. I'll we'll make that last question, Ikhwan, I know it's been it's been a long day for most of the brothers here, sitting down patiently, and and Allah, Allah, if the air can you feeling it over there, Ikhwan, I'm not feeling it over there. So, so yeah, we'll have some uh, some rahmah from the brothers. There, there is a note
1: I um, want to mention though. Um, <clears throat> A question regarding the, the Masajid and our teachers. Why don't they teach in Urdu and Punjabi? but uh, well, that rules Papa, me out. Because of <laughs> there, no, no, no. He, he knows some Urdu words, he does. He knows some Framaya words. Muslim man. a <laughs> badie.
0: Why <Somebody>. about this one? I'll be a better one.
1: Like in Punjabi, I can help in that region. I speak Punjabi. But on a serious note, that is an area which is void. You know, if brothers can step up to that, alhamdulillah, and learn Urdu. Alhamdulillah, where they can, alhamdulillah, give dawah in that language, there is a huge area that is needed for that, especially for our elders as well. And I advise, I know that our brother Kashif Khan, alhamdulillah, can speak Urdu, and alhamdulillah, he's he's pretty good at it, mashaAllah, and he has got some lectures in Urdu as well. But inshallah, we'll see
0: what Meen Abu Hakim can do as well. Inshallah. I, don't, I don't believe if one in the whole of my zindagi <laughs> <laughs> that I will be teaching in the dhars in Urdu because you will say I'm pargal. Torah Torah jandaya mashaAllah. <laughs> <laughs> So So with that, we thank our speakers, each and every one of them. And we thank you, my brothers and sisters. We were honored to host you today. May Allah (laughs) grant you all a safe journey home. And Allah grant you strength in Iman.